0: We are geek centric and you can be too. Hello and welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and in today's episode, we catch up with all the news that you may have missed over the past couple weeks, including some of the trailers as well as updates from the MCU, the 007CU, the ACU, and of course the most important one of them all, the BCU, also known as the Borat Cinematic Universe. Very nice, I like but first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, and collectibles, and all things geek centric. Joining me on the show, and guys, forgive me because I feel like I've used maybe a couple of these words in the past, but it, it's, it'll, it'll make sense. Joining me on the show, we have the juxtapositional juvenile journalist, Jayla. Yeah, 100% you've reused that. <laughs> And to his immediate right, my left on my iPad, uh, we have the cutthroat kingpin of communication and continui- continuity, Kevin Hudson.
1: <laughs> Almost couldn't get through that one. Almost couldn't no, get through listen, it.
0: Too many too many alliterations there. I couldn't I couldn't get it figured out. I liked uh, it. Yeah, well, thank you. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Good, good. Good yeah you guys are overwhelmed with uh lots of news coming out compared to the last few months it seems like the last couple weeks have just been a a cluster they've just dropped all the news as you know i think we've we've definitely
0: we've got some trailers that we're going to be talking about today that we we definitely have missed and uh and i just couldn't let us not talk about them um so we're definitely going to get into that but uh but other than that like you guys have been you guys have been doing well
1: Sure. I mean, I'm not sure any of the things we'll talk about are actually going to come out when they've been announced to come out if things keep getting worse, but so that's for sure. it was exciting for a second and then the news has been rather dour, but hey, for sure. for can I get two claps and a Ric Flair? <claps> Woo! The Blue Jays are in the playoffs, baby! Let's go! Uh,
0: amazing. Oh. And for those who really love sports, like that's, yeah, sports, right? That's Yes, um... that's sports, Nate. That's the sports <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin, you're wearing like a, a football jersey uniform. Yeah, but like don't it. construe that
2: as me as being a football fan. I mean, it's it's a Star <laughs> Wars thing. You're not, not going to go
1: out football there and bend shirt. it like Beckham, eh? Oh, uh, yeah. no,
2: for sure. I look like I could but uh, <laughs> with this outfit, but... Uh, uh no it's 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 just for novelty of of it being a first order trooper face dude, it's, half of his it's face. dope looking
0: uh, let's move right into uh to whatcha um guys we're gonna kind of uh, dial it in for whatcha this week we just want to because we've got so much to talk about so many trailers so much news guys what's the one thing that you really want to uh talk about that you've been uh watching or doing or thinking about and justin we'll start with you dude well,
2: uh, the thing that I would like to share with you guys, uh, something I saw on Netflix, is Anola Holmes, which was actually really good. I actually really enjoyed it. It was because fun. of her. It was fun. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So you checked it out as well? I-, I watched it too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I thought she was. I thought she was amazing in it. And like, I don't know, just for such a young actress to have such um, a level of commitment. And obviously, we're talking about Millie Bobby Brown here. It was fun. It kind of reminded me of uh, that. Apple TV uh, show with uh, Haley Steinfeld uh, yes. that's based on um,
0: uh, Dickinson.
2: Dickinson, yes, yes. yeah, yes. Um, so yeah, definitely it, it got vibes me of, of that. that. Yeah, but yeah, and I think it didn't lean too far into the modern like aspects of it in terms of language and, and music, like uh, Dickinson does. But her, there's a lot of like you know fourth wall breaking, and and those moments feel very uh, personal and and very genuine too and and that's that's her kind of carrying that uh, 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 that that character right through and it it feels contemporary and that uh, aspect and really great montage sequences and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. It's not it's not great, right? But if I was going to give it a, like if I was to give it a rating, I'd give it a B. You know I, mean? yeah. a B I found it, it a
1: solid Sunday afternoon movie. You know, it was right. fun <laughs> and light and easy, and it was good. So uh, is that
2: a C or a B? No, that's a, uh, a,
1: <laughs> a solid B for sure. It's yeah. just crazy. There yeah. must be more time in between the seasons of Stranger Things than I'd imagine because I mean we're only three seasons deep there, but she has just grown up so much from that first season. To now, like she's maturing mm, okay. in front of our eyes, you know? Yeah. Um, no, that's,
2: and that's, that's it too. That's abs- absolutely, you see her, you see her growing up. So I have a huge respect for her and just how, how committed she is to her craft at such a young age. Uh, being 16 and I, and I think at some point she's going to get a role, she's going to knock it out of the park and she's going to get nominated for an Oscar and potentially win. I, I honestly think uh, Whoa. That, that, that's in her story. Yeah, I can see that for sure. You heard it here yeah. first,
1: folks. Yeah, so. Yeah, ju- Justin
0: Burgerbet, how how many years? What do we want to say? In the next 3 years?
2: Oh, I uh I think she'll have to be in her her mid 20s, right? So yeah. I think I think she's going to be she it's when she starts to really adult and like actually you know, really get into it. Because, like, she's an executive producer on this movie. So I, I feel wow. like the capacity of what she's, you know, she's already adulting fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, But, like, even in the capacity of how committed she is to this character and portraying it, she really had a say in, in terms of the tonality of how she was going to portray it. Like, it, it does feel slightly improv, but also very, very refined in terms of, like, her, her demeanor of her character. Uh, so really giving depth to it. So, yeah. Um, cool.
1: That's crazy. Realism. Already being an executive producer, those Stranger Things paychecks must be sick.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, honestly, though, I think I think that that again, I, I don't I don't really understand always what classifies a, a producer or an executive producer, and if it is money, but it also is just creative input. It is creative input in the sense of like she might not be contributing any money, but she's defining the character, right? And she's you know committed to the project, and maybe she is pulling some of her resources to help produce the movie in in some capacity. Right. Um but you know uh, she, she it could just be a creative thing where she's really just owning this character and they they do leave it in a way that there could be more to this story
1: um, yeah I felt like it was very much a contained story but i I'd, I'd go back to that world one more yeah. time We're get the, especially the just to see, see more universe yeah just to see more yeah. henry cavill cuz i thought he had a fun take on sherlock did he, he take did. his shirt
2: off no, no, sh- nope. Shirt's on. Oh, shirt's on. Well, I'm not watching no. it then. No, Screw yeah. that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I you're right, Kevin. I think like he, he had a very unique approach to how he portrayed. He wasn't, everyone's existing interpretation of, of Sherlock thus far has been kind yeah. of a little bit manic. Like, you know, like a lot going on in the mind, but yet very focused. He just, you know, he, he just played it calm, cool, and collective. So I don't, I don't know if we really got, we didn't get to see so much of like his, pers- his, Uh, version of that character in terms of like really figuring things out little windows of moments but yeah it 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 felt very um it felt very nuanced to to being more focused on Alona than it did uh, Sherlock he's just more of a a very familiar character that we know Um, but it'd be interesting to see if in in this if there was a sequel if you know uh, the paths of them kind of cross a little bit more than then yeah, maybe uh, they team up movie.
1: team up on something or, or something I was waiting
2: for it in this film I, I got to say but like it, I, I like though that they didn't lean too hard in clinging her to Sherlock's image and really trying to define Alona as her own character so that they could potentially do a uh, a sequel in that
0: capacity so it'd be interesting cool. get so a we know Holmes, in there. uh it's on Netflix right
2: yes it's on Netflix i think it dropped on um on Friday of this past week. So cool.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Excellent. Friday, yeah. well, you get you made me want to check it out. There's a lot of mixed reviews, but uh I think I will uh definitely check it out. Kevin, yeah. Whatcha?
1: Well as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh been deep into the baseball as the postseason comes up. Uh honestly by the time people are listening to this, the Jays will probably have been eliminated. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but I'll at least ride that wave of excitement for the next couple days. Um there we go. But uh Sarah and I checked out uh, raised by wolves oh yeah let's get into it that show is bs crazy man that is <laughs> not <nuts. laughs> okay but kevin are you enjoying it i can't tell it's it's <laughs> intrigued i'm intrigued i don't know if yeah. i like it but i'm certainly like what is gonna happen next so that's yeah a good have time. you watched it all
2: have you watched uh, it? All?
1: i think we're three or four episodes deep i'm not sure how okay. many have been released I- yet
2: i've i there's seven i think now i've, oh, I've wow. watched so we are only behind one, one. Okay, I've watched one, so let, yeah. we'll keep it. We'll keep it to maybe just very surface level, because I got to sure, get back yeah, to that Sure. No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I but, mean, um, like, the entire talk- time
0: I'm watching it, the entire time I'm watching, it, I'm just like, man, Kevin probably hates this.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't. Again, I don't hate it. I don't dislike yeah. it. That's for sure. Again, I'm not in yeah. love with it, but uh, sure. I'll tell you, the first time you see some uh, violence and gore, it was kind of alarming, eh? Like kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, what, you know, the she, in the
2: first episode.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, when she's like using like sound to make these people
1: yeah, explode. Was, like the it's first, crazy. yeah, don't look at her, and then all of a sudden it's just boom, splatter. <laughs> there
0: goes the faces, and we're ready to roll. So, um, but directed by release the first two episodes directed by Ridley Scott, and like you mm-hmm. can you can absolutely see that influence in, oh, in those first two episodes. There's mad right? alien vibes going on for the sure. Pacing, the the ultra like very wide shots that you're getting like all those establishing shots. Um, but one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting was the aspect of them in their, they're in these like really rubber skin tight suits, uh, the mother and the father, and then also just like the ships just looking like jelly beans that are consistently floating. Um, Characters, and this is, you know, it's not really a spoiler, but characters get um, some reconstructive surgery done in like half a second, and it's just, it's these little details where you're just like, Okay, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief, but like, that's that's a you're asking a lot of suspension of disbelief to a point where it starts to feel cheesy and almost in a way that it feels to me it felt very much like um, some of the cheesy sort of sci-fi ness of uh, like a Doctor Who, right? Where you're looking at it, but but because the writing is so good and because the I think it has sort of that HBO quality. It to me, it it pushes past that to the point where I'm willing to accept that, but only because of the writing. If if this was if this was set in the '90s, if you told me this was a '90s show and you put like a '90s film grain on it, I'd be like, mm. yeah, that's absolutely a '90s show. Do you know what I'm I? I see what
2: you're. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I think though that like again, part of sci-fi is the suspension of disbelief, right? Like you you have to kind of like you're we don't know the period of time always or they're they're, they sometimes give you the period of time and i'm just talking in general for sci-fi um but like you understand that it is a future it is a future that mirrors our own so the reality like the the idea of suspending disbelief is kind of key to to sci-fi through this narrative though the explanation of of this world or this universe tends to become you know unraveled right but like yeah, I, I think the the huge questions I was asking is like, you know, who are these sentient beings that are obviously very androgynous and, and bizarre and why do they why are they raising children? they kind of answer some of that, but you know, getting into the bigger bigger stuff of what's going on in, in this universe or this 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 world of of, of uh, you know, raised by wolves. So, you know, that's part of the hook. Like think about C. Right. Right? Yep. Like C it's like everyone just is blind. Right. So right. it's like, okay. So, you know, there's, there's just a little ju- justification. It. Yeah. You accept yeah. it. Right.
1: I and, mean, they've, and, they've started to yeah. go back and give us some background information episode by episode. I also don't need to just be like, here is exactly what happened and this is why these people are doing this. You right. know, I'd rather find it out, you know, as long as it doesn't rely too heavily on flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, 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 f- I your, found them interesting enough so far that it's not bugging me at all. I think to your point, like,
0: the the those little details that I am looking past again, I think another thing that really makes up for it is the fact that the bigger questions that actually matter are the ones getting answered. And those little details that usually like, it, you know, what I'm used to with Star Wars, where there's a there's a backstory for the guy that's again. sitting in the cantina. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I'm used to that, but I'm, I'm willing to look past it because, you know what, if they're just like, hey, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Here's an actual answer you care okay. about. Then <laughs> I think they make up for it in the long run.
2: Yeah, the first problem though with that whole thing is considering Star Wars is sci-fi. That's not sci-fi. Right. We, you know, like it's 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 more, you know, sci sci fantasy. You know what I mean? Sure. It's it's yeah. you know it's much different. And I, I've I've always said, like I, I think I was saying this to you, Nate, is that having a, a connectivity in sci-fi to Earth or a timeline mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. kind of key to sci-fi being very very uh connected to us whereas like sci-fi fantasy like star wars there's it's just a galaxy there is no right um earth there's no there's no sense of us aligning with with that that narrative as as being something plausible right sci-fi is pretty um bold and where it challenges but it it tries to at least be somewhat plausible in the sense of what can be connected back to like earth or like humans to humans yeah 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 okay cool
0: sweet yeah, definitely looking forward to more uh, more of that show. I'm watching it on Crave. Is that where you guys are watching it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Yep.
1: Sweet. How about yourself? What you What you've been watching?
0: So what you've been watching? So yeah. So of course you know, and we we've talked about it every week. The boys, Lovecraft Country, uh, and as you mentioned, Raised by Wolves. Ted Lasso is is getting really good as it starts to wrap up. But I really want to talk about Utopia. Um, Utopia. This is on Amazon Prime, and this is something that like. I literally just saw because I went to go watch the boys and then this was there and it just dropped on the 25th and it's um, it's a, it's a show about a, a group of young adults who meet online and they get a hold of a, like a cult underground, like graphic novel, um, which basically it, it not only pins them to a target of um, like a, a really deep organization, but it also um, ultimately it, it ends up showing them all these crazy Pandemics that were predicted by this comic book essentially, or this graphic novel, well in advance, and so they're you know there's they go to like this in the first episode they go to like a comic convention, and so I you know already already I'm feeling the the geek centricness and uh, and and they they go there, but you start to slowly realize that they're not actually fans of the storyline of the comic, they're fans of this sort of crazy theory that it is predicting all of the pandemics that have ever come across in the world. And that it's, that there's this new one called Utopia that has just been discovered that they're trying to buy that is predicting, you know, they want to know what, so what's in the future, what's going to happen next, because they firmly believe. And so it's, it's actually based on um, a series that came out in the UK in 2013 that did two seasons. And um, I've heard that the UK version is is absolutely incredible. It is. I kind of want to go back and rewatch it, but it does seem just based off of me watching the first season of Utopia already um, that it is a beat beat by beat uh, retelling of the UK version. So I don't know. I don't know how much I would totally get out of going back to rewatch it, or if it would spoil things for me. Um, but it's really cool. It's it's. Um, it stars John, uh, John Cusack. Uh, he does a really, really good job. You got Ashley Lathrop, Dan Bird, Desmond Borges, Christopher Denham, Sasha Lane. And then what I think was really cool was Rain Wilson. Uh, good old Dwight. Uh, it, he plays a character named um, Michael Scrimes which I just thought was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. And I don't know if Michael Scrines is from the UK version or not, but if they simply brought that from the office, would, oh, dude, it's a little threat level hilarious. midnight homage. A little bit yeah. of threat level midnight <laughs> homage. And he plays a scientist and he he does such a good job with it. But the whole show is, it's brutal. It's, it's, um, it's, it's just like, it's no holds barred. It's very violent. So it's like giving me vibes of, there was a show, um, I can't remember if it was on Amazon or not, uh, do you guys remember Dirk Gently? Do you guys remember that show? Sure, with like Elijah Wood, right? Elijah Wood yeah. in it, right? So it's giving me vibes of like super weird, sort of crazy things happening, and and there's twins that just randomly appear that are like murderous twins, and and it all starts to play back to the story, and it and it unravels, you know, like any good mystery story. But dude, I'm telling you, this is this is one you won't want to miss. Um, the only thing I don't know what to what to tell you is whether to watch the UK version first or, or not because you know we find that a lot of times like the UK version of these shows are way better if we look at something like um, like Sherlock right the the American Sherlock I didn't even go near with a 10 foot pole because it just didn't look like it would hold up to the Benedict Cumberbatch version right so I don't I don't know if 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 I watch the UK version, if it's going to be way better, but uh, definitely, you know, give it a give it a give it a go. Check out that first episode. It's on uh, Prime as well.
2: So when you reference American version of of uh, Sherlock Holmes, are you talking about the one with Robert Downey Jr.?
0: No, there was one. There was a show that they did where it was like Sherlock, but it. I think he was played. I think Sherlock was played by a, a woman. Oh, no, something. Um, wasn't Watson I uh,
2: by Lucy Liu? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That was a TV and show. It, you're right. It was not good, and I don't yeah, think it no, lasted that wasn't very long. Good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, so it, was, but it lasted six or seven seasons at least, I really? think. Really? Oh, elementary, I think it seasons, was, wasn't it? Yeah, oh,
0: elementary. That's it. Oh, you geez. got it, Kev. Okay. Yeah, way to go.
1: But, um, but no, definitely- Way to I go,
0: Google. Definitely check out Utopia, you guys. I think you'll. I think it'll be something good to watch after uh, after you die. After we finish with the boys, because that's coming up to its ending uh, in the next couple weeks. Cool. So, guys, that is our whatcha. Now, normally we would move into something like the news, uh, but because our news is really going to be our topic of the show, uh, I think it's about time that we do something we haven't done for quite some time. And why do I keep saying time? Well, because it's trailer time. So, guys, we've got uh, four trailers that I really wanted to talk about. Um, just four trailers that I think have really stood out in all different areas uh, in, in our, our geek-centric hearts. Um, and I wanted to start off with Dune. Uh, this is directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, Starring Zendaya, timothy it's an all-star cast Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem, Stellan Skarsgård, and Oscar Isaac Uh, This is a featured adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel About the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection Of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy Guys, what did you think of the Dune trailer? Kevin, we'll start with you
1: Um, uh, I have to be completely honest that I've never seen the original 80s movie. Um, Likewise, likewise. But, uh, it looks quite visually stunning. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, definitely not my cup of tea, like my style of movie generally, and I'm not a fan of the director's work. He's just, he just, I know he's excellent and people love his work, but he just does not make movies that appeal to me at all. This one seems (laughs) like it might break that mold though. It might be a bit more... I, Hold blockbustery on, Kevin, than I want.
0: You're telling yeah. me that you did not enjoy Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, Arrival. Well, he didn't do those? the original
1: Blade Runner. Um, oh, you're right. Sorry, Blade Runner and, 2049, but an Arrival. Uh, I I've never seen Blade Blade Runner all the way through. Arrival, oh. Arrival was boring. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> uh, he's, did he's you like Prisoners? You didn't dust. like Prisoners, right? I hated Prisoners. Uh, I hated How about Prisoners.
2: Did you like Sicario? Uh,
1: I never saw did Sicario. He's, was, yeah, good. he's just not really my uh, guy, but I mean, this could change all that. Maybe if I enjoy this, I'll go back and check out some of his earlier stuff, but uh, yeah, it looks, it looks dope. Those
0: crazy uh, scenes with like just the, the, again, we kind of talked about it with, uh, with raised by wolves, but like, even in this, like getting to see like massive sprawling, you know, epic shots, these big open shots. This is a movie that <laughs> watching the trailer. I just like, I'm both super stoked. And then I was also like a little upset by it as well. Cause I'm like, am I going to be watching this at home on my, on my streaming bot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or do I really get to watch this in IMAX? Um, you know, we'll see. But Justin, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I think it looks incredible. I, I'm kind of with Kevin. It's like, I never saw the original, so I don't, don't have anything to compare it to in terms of like, you know, uh, how nuanced it is going to be connected to the, the original, uh, which yeah. I, I don't know if that's necessarily his intention, um, but I'm a fan. Well, of this I mean, just, just
1: on that point, really quickly, uh, like I don't know if you've seen the mashup, and people have got like side by side clips, and there's literally, they can do, they can take the whole trailer from the original movie, and match it up shot for shot with this new really? trailer. Yeah, so oh, I wow. think it pays a lot of homage to the original, if that's oh, the case. Cool. So
2: yeah, that's. But I'm, I, I do think though, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, Deacons didn't shoot it. Who, who uh, he shot? um Blade Runner 2049, and I, I was certain that he had shot this one, but uh, mm. uh, he got another cinematographer. But it has a very – what I like about it is that, like, I like this filmmaker, and I feel like, you know, he did Blade Runner 2049, which was a very yeah. – like, he loved that story. And, you know, him doing Dune, it's not like – it's, like, almost like it's, like, a sequel to to what he's doing, but not, like, directly. It's, like, sure. in that same world. It's in that same – it's going to have that probably that same sort of tone. Um you know, it, it, it feels very connected to his other body of work. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely interested and intrigued to see it. And I'll hundred percent check it out, but yeah, you're right. I, that's the one thing that I'm wondering, uh, is, is this going to be something that I'm going to check out, have to check out at home? And I really hope not. I hope that like, I hope it somehow gets like, if it has to get delayed. It's going to get delayed. Is it getting delayed? Has it been delayed? Do we, do it's we know?
0: It's still showing a December 18th, 2020. So we'll see. But I think, okay. I think, I think December is like almost pretty much delayed. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like uh, yeah. with, a, with everything going on with numbers rising and, and with a second wave coming in uh, for at least us here in Ontario, like December 18th, I think is not going to happen uh, for movie yeah. theaters. Um, yeah. But
1: yeah, well, I, like, that's definitely yeah.
2: one that I would want to check out in theaters though. Like, right. Kind yeah. Of like yeah. Tenet, I
1: don't think yeah. they're going to rush this one in, you know, they they seem you know, to be pushing sure. back almost everything. This well, is yeah. definitely one they'll save for theaters. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Like D- Denis Villeneuve. Like I-, I, I gotta say, like I am a big fan of of Arrival, and and I haven't seen Sicario. I've heard phenomenal things, but uh, even Blade Runner twenty forty nine. To your same point, Justin. Like the visuals definitely do feel like they're they're being brought over. But you know what? If if I need to watch this at home, I'm just gonna sit right up <laughs> against my flat screen TV, literally on my eyeballs, uh, and put the best headphones I want. Because if you're giving me Game of Thrones in space, let's. Go. I'm totally in. Super stoked. Um, right? And uh, and, uh, and maybe that'll get you more on board, Kevin. But uh, uh, December 18th, 2020, in our dreams, we'll be watching that. So that'll be great. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our next trailer. Uh, guys, I feel like I don't know what's happening to us. We're geek-centric. We're known as the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> that All we need to talk about is Star Wars. And I feel like we haven't had a chance to talk about Star Wars in a long time. So let's talk about that Mandalorian season two trailer. Of course, the Mandalorian John Favreau uh, coming back at you. Uh, and we get returning uh, wonderful Pedro Pascal. We got the, the Baby Yodes himself uh, is going to be. No, he's not playing Baby Yoda. Pedro Pascal playing the Mandalorian. We've got uh, Carl Weathers, Gina Carano. We got Giancarlo Esposito, our favorite. Um, and then we've got, uh, starting up with this new season, joining the cast, Sasha Banks, who we're going to talk about in just a few moments, I'm sure. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, Rosario Dawson, and Tamura Morrison joining. Um, so finding out more information about where the child is, we're probably going to find out, um, you know, how how does the Mando return the child to its people? What does that even look like? There's going to be Jedi involved who, uh, you know, maybe we saw... Um, uh, Maybe we saw Sasha Banks as a Jedi, maybe not. We you know we don't know. Um, but guys, what did you think of this this trailer for for season two? Justin, I want to start with yourself.
2: I don't know. I didn't le- really give me any sort of like. Oh man, I can't wait to check it out. Right. Like it, it was really? just kind of more or less like. Uh, um, this is where we're gonna be. This is some of the stuff that you're gonna see. Kind of kind of yeah. trailer. Right. Like just more, more just of a, of a primer. It was a primer. Yeah. Like yeah. a tone piece. A little bit more of a primer. It just felt kind of underplayed right? Um, if you're get, trying to get people hyped.
0: I think they're doing that on purpose, though, because I, I honestly feel like, um, well, the marketing beats that we had with episode nine with with Palpatine, you know, that that whole situation, honestly, I don't feel paid off as much as Disney really wanted it to. So I think the idea of hiding Ahsoka, hiding Boba Fett, uh, you know, tomorrow Morrison joining, I honestly think that, if we're going to set our expectations realistically, I'll be happily and pleasantly surprised if they're in it for more than an episode. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I I think the reason that they're playing it down and that they're not really going all out with it is probably because they don't want to set the expectation that like, you're going to get an Ahsoka adventure and like, no, you're going to get an episode, maybe an episode. And then the last episode or something like that um, with them in it. But realistically, given the amount of episodes that we have, uh, going into season two, I don't think I don't think we're going to see too much of them, and I think that's where they're holding back a little bit and, and giving probably piece, uh, that right? that
2: makes more sense than the first part of what you said. I think so. I, I think that you know the idea that they might not be as integral in the in the uh, in the season, and that you know what's the point because they might just be in one scene. Yes, I, I, I can understand that. But even the fact that like this has gone unconfirmed. All of it's gone right. unconfirmed. It's all been, like, the rumors. So are they just going to wait and just say, yeah, we don't need to address it, and, you know, we'll just, you know, if they're in the show, they're in the show. Like, if, right. if, if fans will will be surprised. So is that good? I guess that's good. That kind of leaves a little bit of surprise, to your point. It doesn't yeah. necessarily put it over your head and be like, oh, you know.
0: Um,
2: but, yeah, you might be right. Like, it could be, like, one scene with Ahsoka, and then she's out. You know what I mean?
0: And yeah. that's it. Kevin, what did oh. you think of... Uh boats in Star Wars? Are you excited to see boats in Star Wars? Uh, that That's certainly weird. wouldn't
1: be what I was going to talk about. Um, <laughs> Go for it. You're what, such a sailor though. Ahoy got you, um, What got you stoked to sail the seven seas? Well, I think I'm very much uh, in the same boat as Justin um, <laughs> um, in that it didn't do much to get me excited but I think I'm already excited enough for it. I just enjoyed the mm. The first season enough that, like, I'm, I'll welcome it back. Yeah. I think the one thing that I'm concerned about, I really hope it's not just more of the same, you know? Mm. I, I hope it sort of moves past the episode, you know, adventure of the week sort of right. style and goes yep. to a more rounded, fleshed-out story. story that carries yep. over, like, an arc over, you know, the yep. whole season. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. looks like there's enough going on that it'll go one of two ways. It'll be this episode, this happens, this episode, you know what I mean? Or it'll sort of be this growing, fleshed-out story. So that's what I'm hoping for, because...
0: Right, and we'll, we talked a lot about in our, our, you know, our watch club um, for for Mandalorian, and I think we've all agreed that we want to maybe do another watch club for season two, which would be really cool. We're gonna look into the format of that to see how we can make that work for the podcast. But um, I think we talked about in our first season a lot of our first season reviews, um, just in the sense of like this is a trial run for this show. This is a this is a first season. This is Disney. This is John Favreau learning what do the people actually want. And I think to your point, Kevin at least the vibe that I got from this trailer was, yes, we are going to get more of a streamlined story. We are going to get more of a, of a straightforward adventure. Maybe we get an episode or two that is a, an offshoot, but maybe a little bit more, um, linear, uh, which I I am really looking forward to. And I got to say, if they are going to that snow planet, which everyone thinks is Hoth and it's not Hoth, if that's Ilum, that's going to be dope because to see Ilum to see the first order start to grow, Starkiller Base, like the beginnings of Starkiller Base on Ilum, and to see the child have something to do with that, or, or I don't know, I just think it's a really cool uh, moment in time that they're capturing with this season, uh, and I'm really stoked. Plus, Boba Fett. The child. I mean, let's go. The child. We <laughs> yeah, have the child.
2: The child. The child
0: had a had a reason for for helping to build the first orders, dude. Uh, based on you Ilma. watch, yes. you listen, no, but, you like, watch. I, I There's going to be some no, campy no. situation.
2: I, I, I think, though, that that's... Too, like not. No, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing. If they do something like that, that would be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The, the yeah. likelier thing is is kind of like how they treated Tatooine in, right. in Mandalorian Season 1. It's like a planet that they, they, they're visiting. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're stopping off there. And maybe mm-hmm. the First Order isn't even there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't even arrived. Or maybe, to your point, it's just a very small group that are doing, like, some sort of research or anything, something like Reconnaissance, that. Reconnaissance, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So. Jinx, cool. yeah. You guys you guys got the military down. Did you guys hear the directors that are, are going to be in it? I no. Actually. Give, it,
0: give, us, yeah, give so us some
2: of those. Favreau is, is going to be directing the first episode. Oh, of I course. I yeah. the last episode, but I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, it just has a list here. So Favreau, uh, Rick, I can never say his last name, Femiua, um, and... Okay. Dave Filoni, obviously. Bryce Dallas Howard's coming back, guys. Oh uh, yay. Peyton Reed. That's gonna be Kevin's favorite episode. <laughs> yeah. Peyton Reed is gonna be directing an episode, so that's a new that's a newcomer. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, which is pretty nuts. I want to oh, know what dope. episode he's directing. And oh, no. if I get spot kid
1: vibes, I'm out of here.
2: <laughs> but no uh, carl weathers is going to be directing one too
0: so
1: oh cool oh, that's cool yeah. that's pretty neat that's yeah. really,
0: you could see in the in the making of in the in the, in the documentary which is fantastic on disney plus if you haven't checked it some people actually i know like that more than they like the show um carl weathers you can totally see him directing like you see there's moments when they talk about him almost directing some of the other cast he's directing uh, so, him, to, so. Well, to hear, yes, hit, yeah, to hear yeah. that he's doing an episode just makes me super stoked. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Very cool, awesome. Well, we are going to get to see that really soon, October thirtieth. Uh, you know, Halloween. We're all going to be staying inside, dressed up as as little Yodas, and we're g- <laughs> we're going to watch uh, we're going to watch the Mandalorian season two, uh, guys. Another Disney Plus trailer that we have to talk about is WandaVision. Uh, this, of course, coming to Disney Plus, uh, starring Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, um, Kat Dennings, who is Darcy Lewis from Thor 2, Katherine uh, Hahn, Randall Park, Jimmy Wu from Ant-Man, which is super cool, um, and uh, Tiona Pars, who plays an old like an older not old but like a, an adult Monica Rambeau uh who was originally 5 years old in Captain Marvel which takes place in the 90s so to see an adult version of Monica Rambeau is super cool um this, this is, is obviously very integral I think so like you see her for for split seconds in the trailer but um yeah so I mean this is super cool it's it's a spin-off series from obviously the MCU uh Scarlet Witch Wanda Maximoff and Vision um I, imdb literally says plot is unknown at this time um i think if i was to guesstimate we're going to be getting um this takes place in wanda's head is what i'm kind of getting it, it, there's there's like a tv show world i i have a theory but guys i want to hear what you guys think uh first uh justin what are you thinking about wandavision well,
2: I'm, I'm thinking your theory is probably going to be the same as my theory but yeah uh, maybe go for maybe. it maybe but i i feel like i feel like the what the the trailer is just so out there, right? Like it just yeah, has so many different vibes, and yeah. I like the idea that they're playing with this sort of meta. You know, it's a TV show. You know, they're playing right. with like TV stylistic vibes. Um, I feel like I feel like she's gonna be trapped. She's trapped. She's she's being imprisoned, or something. And this this sort of world that she's created is somehow connected to her being trapped or entangled yeah um in 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 something like she's imprisoned or something like that i don't know i think that's going to be the big thing Mm. is is finding out what it is i i I, it's it it's very very interesting but then you hear things about like you know monica rambo being in it who you know is kind of like the second captain marvel in the comic series um she she inevitably does uh have similar powers to captain marvel um so you know I think seeing that sort of future as well of what they're wanting, what they're wanting to do with the, the narrative of, you know, their MCU. um Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. There's hard, it's a, it's hard to get a read off of it. I'm just glad to see Paul Bettany back his vision though. I love, oh, I love yeah. him, his vision right. and the old costumes, like the, the yeah, old looks, the retro look oh, of, yeah. like, of, of, of Scarlet Witch. And then the retro look of like uh vision, you know what I mean? And, and, and whatnot. So Kevin Hahn, I think is actually going to be the bad guy. I think she's going to be the that. one that's kind of keeping her in some sort of like uh, contained mind state, you yep. know. So what we're seeing—I have a theory is, for that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's it's all these sort of ideas of what we're seeing is like this picturesque world in in Wanda's mind. So it's it looks cool though. It looks really cool. Sorry, cool. I was ranting,
0: no, but. yeah, Kevin. What do you what are you thinking about uh, this uh, Wanda vision? Supposedly supposed to be playing into. Uh, into um doctor strange the new doctor strange movie well
1: that's interesting um mm-hmm. i mean i really like katherine hahn so i think if she's an integral part and sh- i think she'd play a pretty cool bad guy so i kind of like that yeah. theory but uh, i definitely get the same vibes that it's some sort of delusions or whatever that she's having that she's maybe forced to to have i don't know so i think i think it looks really cool it's a it's a daring and It's a a new approach to Marvel storytelling that they haven't done, I don't think, in the MCU, so...
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Very pop
1: y and I don't know, it it seems pretty cool. Whereas, like, and, you
2: know, we were were talking about this last week kind of uh, with the idea of, like, Disney uh, remakes kind of feeling very consistent all the time, but Marvel kind of... You know, even though as, as much as they're pumping out, everything kind of feels a little bit different from one another because of mm-hmm. who they're getting to work on these projects, right? Right. Um, you know, like, I feel like when we, when Winter's, you know, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out, we'll probably see something that is a little bit more reminiscent of, you know, a... Winter Soldier film style, like that sort of espionage sort of piece, but also maybe a little bit buddy cop, right? Like, you right. know, like they're playing with like TV genre, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, and not just film genre. Um, so it's, I think it's it's interesting to see, like, cause like, you know that that's gonna feel very different from what we're about to see with WandaVision, right? So, yeah, dude.
0: And, uh, and as far as my theory is concerned with WandaVision, so my thought is, yes, 100% Wanda is being. Um, held by S.W.O.R.D. I think Wanda is being held by S.W.O.R.D., and we might get into S.W.O.R.D. a little bit later with, uh, with, with some of the news that we've got coming up, but um, I think she's being held by S.W.O.R.D., and she is, um, I think, Catherine Hahn's character, I think uh, uh, Randall Park and Darcy Lewis's characters are all par- part of S.W.O.R.D., and because uh, they are, they do show up in the trailer just really far back, um, in in one of the scenes. And so, uh, just to see these random assortment of characters, I think there is something tying them together. Uh, and yeah, I am there's, super there's, stoked to kind of see that.
2: There's been a lot of people that have already broken it down. Like you know, House of M is written on the wine bottle, uh, which yeah. I think has something to do. I think if I remember what I was reading, it was it had something to do with um, X Men.
0: Yeah, or there was an
2: X Men reference in the trailer. Yeah, so like, there's there's a lot of yes, I think that was it. Yes, Mm -hmm. so there's just a lot of little hidden Easter eggs, and there's just so much. And you know, I think audiences are really kind of thriving for some Marvel, right? Especially because like, you know, Black Black Widow has now been delayed, and now everyone's like, oh, the first year of no Marvel movie since two thousand and nine, and it's like, okay, right? But you're gonna still get Marvel content, so it's good that at least you know, uh uh Wandavision is, is actually gonna be able to come out uh so mm-hmm. that fans can get that that taste of of uh Marvel for at least you know this horrible twenty twenty.
0: Dude, I'm super stoked. Coming to Disney Plus, uh within twenty twenty. I think December, but uh we'll have to I feel wait. like it's we'll gonna be a holiday thing. I think yeah I think they'll do a holiday thing. You're right. All right guys and for our last trailer Uh, We've got Hogwarts Legacy. This is a video game that debuted uh, during the PlayStation 5 showcase, the last one that happened. This is published by Warner Bros. under the Portkey label uh, and developed by Avalanche Software. Um, And if you don't know who Avalanche, Avalanche Software is, they're known for... Uh, tack and the power of juju, uh, and the Disney Infinity Games, yeah, right? So, oh, do so,
2: they do the Disney Infinity Games? You said,
0: yeah, which yeah. those were, you know, <laughs> so, anyways, <They're> okay. <laughs> yeah, experience a new story set in Hogwarts in the 1800s. Your character is a student who holds the key to an ancient secret that threatens to tear apart the Wizarding World, yada yada yada. Make alley allies, battle dark wizards, and decide the fate of the Wizarding World, guys. This is, um. The trailer got me super stoked and I was really excited. I, I was a little taken aback when I did see it was Avalanche just based off of what they've done before. But I I do think with the fact that they were acquired by Ro- Warner Bros outside of Buena Vista Games, which was Disney's label, um, I think Warner Bros is throwing so much money at this that I don't think it can fail. Because this looks like it looks unlike any Harry Potter game that I've seen before getting to getting to go, of course, throughout the halls of Hogwarts, but then we're going to get to ride hippogriffs and fly away and, and go to all different parts of the Harry Potter universe. Um, Kevin, are you stoked to get your wizard on?
1: Uh, yes. My wand is at full attention for this one. Um, wow. cast and spells Jeez. everywhere. Um, no, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I think, uh, I think an open world Harry Potter game sounds dope. We heard about yeah. it a year or two ago, the rumblings of it, and so to see yep. it actually come to fruition but is really you, uh, exciting. Nate, you
2: said, you said that mm-hmm. like this is like, uh, there's never been a Harry Potter game, right? Like other than like I guess mobile games, but there's been oh, no, like there, no. There used game. to be on the console, they're, yeah. They're,
1: mm-hmm. For every movie, at least I played the first three or four movies worth of games there, and they really? were okay. They, they were, were fine. They were fine. yeah, different developer, but, but very like, like linear and and just mm-hmm. and just exactly what happened in the movie essentially whereas this will be a choose your own adventure more you know so that's that's yeah. really cool
2: yeah it looks like it it looks pretty insane and, i'm and just gonna go like to
1: hogsmeade it... and get butterbeer all day that's <laughs> that sounds great <laughs> yeah.
2: it'll be great if you can make your wizard look like you right like if mm-hmm. if you can definitely make it so that it's it's your story in that universe um yep. yeah i'm i'm excited to see because it, it it seems like a no-brainer like it you know, it's taken this long to really kind of develop an open world game concept for, you know, the Harry Potter world. Like it seems yeah. like a no brainer, like it should have happened sooner. Um, mm-hmm. So it's great that they're doing and I like that they're they're distancing themselves from, from everything JK. else by putting it in eighteen hundred. Yep. Um, I, I, I don't know if we'll still see, you know, characters like. um
0: uh Dumbledore or
2: Well we we won't I don't think we'll see Dumbledore be, but I don't think yeah, we'll he see, wouldn't be born yet. <laughs> no, but uh um who's the Griffin um
0: oh, are you uh, talking about like the 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 house the, the guy, house the, the, house, the he, house people?
3: Yeah, the yeah.
2: people that the houses are named after. I'd imagine yeah. they're older Godric, than the Godric Godric Gryffindor though.
0: and Ramona Ravenclaw. They, nope. I think they'll be in there.
1: Uh, yeah, I imagine it? they were much older than, than You just think they were older hundred years before the sure, the, the, you know, our Harry Potter story takes place. Right, so I, I guess so. Yeah, so I, 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 I wrong,
2: don't. I s-
0: yeah,
2: I, yeah, I feel I feel like they won't be around because there there'll still be more of a legacy and a myth that helps yeah. ground the the sort of experience of Hogwarts. But what's going on in Hogwarts in eighteen hundreds will will be different. Right, and that's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to do with that. So, and you know, it was, um, it was
0: really interesting to see like every everyone on Twitter, I think, was super mixed, right? Just because of the idea of like super stoked to see a Harry Potter game of this caliber, um, but then then to you know, a lot of people would bring up the idea of not wanting to give their money to J.K. Rowling right now, just based off of recent events and things that she's saying and and how she's acting. But but one of the big things that the developer kind of really pushed out there was guys this is their you know th- this is them saying we are this is a brand new story and at the end of this trailer which i don't think i watched a i don't know if i watched a newer version of the trailer i don't think it said this in the original it's it literally says live the unwritten and i think they're really trying to push that and really say guys this is a brand new story this is written completely separate yes there's still within the the world and within you know some of the the key aspects of it um but for the most part this is a a, a story written away from jk rowling which i think kind of helped to appease a lot of people's trepidations when you know putting money towards this right um the only thing the only thing i'm worried about and and we'll kind of wrap up trailer time with this but the only thing i'm worried about is it is i mean it is coming out in 2021 awesome gives them a lot of time to work on the ps5 xbox uh series x and s versions but it's also coming out on the ps4 and xbox one as well which to me, just sort of makes me feel like, well, is this game, are they going to be developing for the lowest common denominator? If so, does that mean we don't really get a a true... You know, next gen. Man, you're such capable. a you're such
2: a you're such a game pretentious person.
0: It's like <laughs>
2: uh, it's it's designed for games below it, like yeah. for systems below it. Like, come on, like come yeah. on. No, it, it, I think the idea is that like it, I'm glad that they're doing that, so that if people don't get a PS5 or the latest Xbox, they can still experience this game. Sure, because I I think you have to be attentive to the fact that there's fans of this that are going to want to play this game. I'm Maybe sure. yeah. to to how Spider Man, you know, they they've talked about how Spider-Man Spider-Man's going to be different on PS5 versus the other consoles. If they create an experience that's very PS5-driven, then that's fine. It doesn't negate the fact that people with older consoles shouldn't be able to enjoy that experience, right? Of, right, of being a part of it. So I'm glad that they're doing that. I'm glad that more games are doing that and not just saying, no, it's going to be strictly for PS5. Now, again, granted, those games that are for PS5, they should there should be, I'd love a yep. new, new Grand Theft Auto strictly for PS5. That would be right. awesome, right? But um, Justin, so, Justin, yeah. this
0: the new Ratchet & Clank game, Having you literally travel through portals in an instant through level to level is something that can only be done on the SS. Listen, I'm drinking all the PlayStation Kool Aid on the SSD brought to you on the PlayStation 5. The the fact that that is an integral part of the gameplay mechanics within that game just means that we aren't going to get that in this Harry Potter game. Do you you kind of get what I'm saying there?
2: Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah. What you're describing <laughs> is pointless. It doesn't really matter. As long as I can still play the game on a PS4, then it's
1: completely fine. Nah, I'm, I'm I'm with you on this one, Nate. If if you're gonna have a new system, all the games should be up to the standards and the the you know things like loading speeds and graphic yeah. capabilities that the new system has. Or else, what is the point of the new system? That's how I right. yeah, feel. But, about uh, it. But yeah, but but it
2: doesn't mean that they can't downgrade it for the lesser systems, right? Sure. Like they should be it- building at the highest tier. And then they should be able to say, you know what? It's not just for the highest tier. It's also for that, you know, at the end, you know, PS4,
0: past generation tier. Because you can really tell
1: who has no intention of getting a PS5 anytime soon, eh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before we dive into that, uh, we need to dive into our topic of the show. It's all about the details. Right. So, guys, the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S have a release date. Uh, we got the the price points, all this stuff that we really haven't had a chance to talk about. So just laying it out there for those who live under a rock and still don't know. Um, <laughs> the Verge has a really great article that if you want to check out, like a fantastic comparison between everything from the price to the specs to the the specific graphics capabilities of these things, um, definitely check out. Jay Peters put up a really lovely comparison. But, guys, the Xbox Series X uh, and the lesser discless Xbox Series S come out on November 10th. Uh, USD price $4.99 for the X and $2.99 for the Series S. The PS5 will be out just two days later, and they have a $499 USD price point for the regular model and our all-digital discless version coming in at $399 USD. So guys, pre-orders went live, and I want to know, did you manage to get a pre-order for which console? How was your experience? Kevin, we'll start with you.
1: Oh, this is just a mean question, Mr. I got mine. (laughs) Did you get yours? You know we didn't get it. I, I listen, Kevin, the people well, want to know. I got the people OK, well, the know. answer is no, oh. <laughs> I did not. And I'm devastated. <laughs> well, Kevin, although keeping... finding out some information about it, I'm not as devastated. And I'll go into that.
0: Kevin, I, uh, I will let you know, no matter what, I am going to keep my eyes and ears glued and peeled. Whatever I got to do to those eyes. Uh, to 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 get you a pre-order, I'm gonna do everything I possibly can, at least before the end of the year. If it's not right on release date, I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do. But I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pull as many strings as I can to try and get you on, my guy.
1: What a guy! What a Justin? Guy.
0: How about yourself? Did you happen to get a pre-order?
2: Yes, I did. I got a pre-order, so I got one coming for launch day. So really, uh, I was able to get, grab one off of Best Buy during like a second wave that hit oh, the cool. hit the lines online so i was fortunate yeah. enough to do that i, I am i still need uh, an extra controller just for whatever if someone comes over but i want to sure. get the spider-man remastered so i gotta get that so i can actually have something to play um but man the like looking at the specs of this thing in comparison to uh the xbox it's nuts to see like I looked at the price and I was like, yeah, it's, it is it is worth what it is because of what it has inside of it. Sure. Um, yeah. In comparison to the Xbox, I was just surprised in terms of, uh, even on their high tier, some of the lower things that they did, like, I think it doesn't, does it not support 8K? Um, they're the main The Xbox. Xbox
0: Series, so the Xbox Series um, X will, the okay. Series S uh, will, I don't believe will, it does upscaled 4K. Uh, and then it'll do 4K for movies streaming. Yeah,
2: I, I can't recall what the difference was, but I was surprised. But uh, yeah, like Canadian, those prices, like I think with tax, it's what, 7.11 for the one that I got? 7.11 uh, for a,
0: a disc one, yeah.
2: Yeah, the, with the disc. So um, yeah, like it's it's pretty up there, but like it's going to be stacked with hardware in, in terms oh, of yeah. its capabilities.
0: And and guys, I want to know, like I, I have a very strong opinion on this, but um, I mean, Justin, you went you went disc version, right? You said, and then correct. Kevin, if you were to get one, you'd want to go disc version.
1: No, I'd go disc free. I'm all. I download all my stuff anyway, so I don't need the disc version. That's for sure. See, like I agree. I,
0: here's the thing i I agree that that's totally for certain people. For me, the the biggest thing is that I I want I want the option. You know what I mean? I want the option that if there's um you know five years from now, if there's a bargain bin PS5 game at a Walmart. You know, I want the ability to, to just buy that and have it on a disc where that sale might not come around digitally, right? And there's a whole bunch of digital sales, don't get me wrong, but I also like the idea that if I'm going to be buying a game and I'm like, you know what? I might not keep that game. I might want to trade it yeah. in. Mm. I have the option to. And uh. with the disc version, I still have the option no. to download things digitally if I want to.
2: I, I, I went for the disc version for myself because I like having a Blu-ray player. Like it doubles right. as that for me. But the reality is, is that... I think it's smart that that PlayStation has has come out with a completely, you know, wireless model. Um, And I think they are going to start offering more sales and discounts and bundles through the online platform that are Mm -hmm. really going to be very much an incentive for for people who do have this system and, um, you know, they're going to appreciate that, right? Like in the long run, having that I, that capability. Yeah. Because if you subscribe to PS Plus, and you know they they're gonna give you deals. Like you know, there's gonna be more oh, of for an sure. incentive there. They gotta push service. They have to push this idea of of that. Because I think Xbox is kind of inching ahead in terms right. of that in comparison to with PlayStation. Game Pass, yeah, yeah, and especially with like PlayStation having really strong. You know graphical game capabilities it will be interesting to see how they can start okay we got this handled how do we start managing services and really creating like you know uh, a better experience uh, so i think it's smart i think it's actually very very smart that they, they came out with the discless version i think it's great
1: i mean yeah for somebody like myself that you know hasn't plugged in a dvd or a blu-ray in probably four years right um to save 130 dollars you know when yeah. you're looking at a $500 price tag and i can trade in my ps4 and maybe get, you know, 150 200 bucks off of that price, all right. of a sudden it becomes incredibly manageable. So for me i just i like the option that i can save that money on something i probably would never use, you know.
0: Yeah. I guess i guess the the difference is is the amount of games that maybe we all buy in the sense that i've just been bitten way too many times because i've bought a game that i thought was going to be a 9 turns out it's a 7 or a 6 and I play it, and I'm like, I don't really want this anymore. And to, to, give you a, to give you an example, like, I haven't even started Avengers just because I, of all the negative things I've heard. I want to play at least the storyline of that. Past that, to be honest with you, I, I feel like I would want to trade it in. Can I do that? No, because I no. got it digitally.
1: But also, right? I don't understand why you'd buy something at full price when it first comes out without the intention of, you know, like, I'll save my money. Instead of getting money back for a trade-in, I'll wait three months for a game and save 30 bucks off of the price sure. there, right? Like, that's where I'll say, yeah. you know. So I think there's, it's all your strategy on how you do it, right? And everybody has right. a different approach. So I, yeah, I completely exactly. see what you're saying with the trade-in and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'll get that money by waiting three months and then playing the game on most titles, you know what I mean? Just because I don't game nearly as often, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think, as mm-hmm. you, so... Cool. So yeah, well, okay, well Nate- everybody has their own strategy. Cool. Well, guys, um, I could, I could
0: realistically turn this into an entire video game podcast as I've done in the past, but we're gonna go ahead and hop well, back into some movie news before
1: yeah. before we jump off the game thing. I must say that sure. I think the most disappointing news to come out of that release, yeah, was the lack of backwards compatibility in terms of games that are going to be offered on the PS versus the Xbox. Mm. You know, I was really hoping to get my hands on some old PS2 titles. Right. And so to find out that it wasn't going to be an option was, I think, the most disappointing thing to come out of all the news. Yeah, I think the
0: the Xbox sort of uh, gave a lot of people the impression that that the play state that Sony was going to kind of follow suit with the amount of backwards compatibility because Xbox being able to you know play Xbox original Xbox games uh, going forward through you know through backwards compatibility um, is something that they, they actually Microsoft started growing with like the Xbox X One uh, X sorry there's so many X's yeah. um, so so because of that um, I think people just assumed like yeah Sony's going to have PS2 PS3 yeah. um, and and I I don't think. I just don't see that being something that they are really taking into importance. Um, so I'm I mean, devastated. You know. I will
1: never get to play the original Battlefronts two again, and, and that saddens it might, me. It might
2: find its way online. You man. know, that's
1: Maybe we get a remaster. So much, yeah pod, yeah. pod racer to to Justin's point where playing
0: n64 games on the switch so maybe we'll see it on the switch um but yes uh let's let's quickly uh move into the the next story here um guys just really quickly before we get into like actual serious movie news did you guys see the borat 2 title
1: (laughs) And what it's called? St- I'm still reading it. <laughs> it's so.
0: What is so it, guys? The, the official title for Borat 2 has been revealed, and I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a full week to process it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was sh- apparently the movie was shot and screened in secret already. Um, and it, the movie is called Borat: colon, Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to Make Benefit Recently Diminished Nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Wow, like what is that? (laughs) Like I was laughing because I was watching like um, a a trailer for King Kong, the video game based off the movie by Peter Jackson or whatever that (laughs) game was called on 360 for this movie to be the gift of porn. Anyways, uh, just unbelievable (laughs) guys. What are you just really quickly? Give me a minute on this. What are you expecting from the sequel to Borat Kevin?
1: Uh, It's been what? 14 years since the, I mean, I, I'm not sure how somebody like that, you know, like, Sasha Baron Cohen can do this anymore, you know, right. just, he's just so recognizable, and the character has just become such a, for better or worse, a cultural icon in a lot of ways, and so right. I'm I'm That's wondering how he was able to fool people and sort of trick them, but...
0: I'm wondering if he if he maybe has Borat as a character in and throughout the storyline, but maybe he's a different character for the parts where he has to trick people. Right. That right? makes a I lot could of sense. See that's, doing that's, something that. that's
1: a good call. But it yeah. definitely was smart of him to film it and then announce that it was coming out, you know, because <laughs> or else everybody would have their eyes open looking for him. Right. So yeah. true. True. Justin, what do you want from Borat too?
2: I don't know I think it's I think it's uh it's at a political time where it's good for Borat to return and uh, make some commentary yeah. and yeah. uh you know uh call some things out and and you know it's very much like um n- not in the same way but just watching a, a documentary recently on Netflix uh, the social dilemma uh yeah. just breaking down this idea of you know Social media government and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, Borat is is probably one of the most, uh, as Kevin says, iconic characters that really knows how to call out and be very uh, uh, poignant with his his comedy. but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it comes out. Like has there yeah. been any more information about when uh, or if no. it's going to be on a streaming service? You know, um, I was I was
1: just thinking, I wonder when he filmed this. If he filmed this any time over the last 5 months, then yeah. he literally had an excuse for a disguise under a mask, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's how yeah. you could really sort of hide that character from really being noticeable. So I wonder if that played into it at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I just hope I just hope it's a a I, I, the only thing I'll hope for is that it is a little bit more mature than the first Borat. I think, I think being in 2020, I think if he mm. is going to be presenting some of these big things, of course, it's going to be funny. Absolutely. But I just hope that there's, that there's a bit more growth, right? Because I really think there's a lot of things about the original Borat that are still very funny, but also a lot that are cringy now for the wrong reasons, um, yeah, just in yeah, the sense yeah. of, of watching them back. So hopefully yeah. Borat 2 will, uh, will enlighten us all very soon.
3: <laughs> yeah
2: like racial like racial jokes and like uh yeah gender jokes are probably going to be off the table and yeah if he integrates them like i think it's going to be more for wow factor like people are gonna be like oh my god right like, yeah like, you, uh, you, you know what i mean kind of like that awkward sort of like meet the fuckers kind of like thing where it's sure, just yeah. like oh you know what i mean like this is a hard place to be right now <laughs> watching there this so
0: um but, but the, yeah it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see very nice. I like. Um, guys, let's jump into another story here. Uh, the Boys spawns a college-set spinoff. This is also from James White over at Empire. Uh, graphic novel adaptation The Boys has been a big success for Amazon, with Season 2 doing big numbers as the company has pushed now pushed a spinoff into development. Uh, and here's the pitch. Uh, Set at America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes, run by Vought International, the Untitled Boys spinoff is described as an irreverent series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. Part college show, part Hunger Games, with all the heart... Satire and raunch of the boys Craig Rosenberg who is an executive producer alongside Eric Kripke will be overseeing the new series Writing the pilot and shepherding it into existence as Amazon has put it into the fast track so guys how close to the original series are we going to get here? Is it set? Is, are we going to see Huey, Mother's Milk? Are we going to see any of those nah. characters? Um, nah. And and uh, I certainly hope this isn't the case, but do you think this has the potential to fall into Riverdale levels of teen drama? Nah. Kevin, let's hear from you guys.
1: Not a chance. I don't think so I at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope mean, not. Yeah, I hope not too. I'm wondering if it's going to be concurrent, you know, um, like mm-hmm. sort of along the same timeline as the, the, the actual show. Um, but... No, I'll take American Pie, st- you know, with with fighting and, and blood yeah, and yeah. guts, sure. I'll take yeah. that, yeah, no, you know?
2: I, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm thinking, like, yeah, American Pie, like, I guess American Pie is more high school, but maybe American Pie 2, you get, like, that mm-hmm. sort of vibe. But even, like, uh, social network a little bit, like, in terms of, sure. like, you know, that sort of, like, university, because it's, it's a university, you said, right? An institution.
0: Uh, College, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, a college, right? Yep. So it's, like, it's a little bit it's up there but like you know they have that idea of that competitive nature uh to them i think it'll be interesting I, i'm all for it it sounds great it sounds it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun um i would love it if it wasn't involved in the current the show sort of storyline it was like maybe in the 80s you
1: know oh I mean? uh, like, no know? F- no more prequels <laughs> ever no, but it's no but it, again it doesn't yeah. have
2: anything to do with any of the current characters that we see right like sure. i'm talking like cuz no, there's true, a long but, history of superheroes right like right, there's yeah. a long history but that of also these, just means that the ending is
1: irrelevant cuz it has no bearing on you know what's happening but why now, but right? why
2: does it have to have a bearing on it why does it have to have a bearing because on if, it because if i already know that the outcome is
1: irrelevant then what's the point of watching that's just my biggest issue with anything i <laughs> yeah, guess but, but, but i'm
2: just saying it's a spin off it's a spin off it it has supposed to a spin off is 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 a separate is, show it's not associated with it so it doesn't need to have any sort of tie to this, they've established no, that I, and soups, I don't ships have existed for a long time. Yeah, but yeah. I, don't,
1: I don't need. Well, not really, right? Like, yeah, you know, they have. Who they've was said, the first sh- one that would have been? You know, used the um the project. Well, ha- you
0: haven't seen the new episode. Have, have you seen did. the latest? No, I episode?
1: haven't. No, I haven't. Okay, okay then we're so gonna then shut up. Then you need yeah. to watch that. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but
0: um, but no, I mean, to Kevin's point, Justin, the idea of having the show set any time earlier, I think. It might set the wrong expectation for people, where you know, even if the even if the director straight up comes out and says, creator, you know, Eric Kripke comes out and says this show has nothing to do with the boys, people are still going to nitpick it and expect if it takes place prior to have some sort of connection. So I think, I think, I honestly think, I, I it's hope the it's Star actually Wars set. Thing. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's going to be set uh, in the same. I think they're gonna hear things on the news happening with Homelander, with the seven. They're gonna yeah, hear some stuff, if right? You just
1: he- I don't need anybody in it. I don't need any crossover yeah. of any type, you know. Just sure. just to know that it's not happening before what we're watching on the other show would that that would be my preference. But I mean I know everybody yeah. uh, will have different expectations for it. Yeah,
0: like how cool would it be if there was some sort of like I don't know, oh you know, classes are cancelled today because of an event that happened based off of something we've seen in season one or two of the boys, right? I, I think it'd be kind of neat. But uh, guys, hopefully we don't have too long to wait. Again, the article says that Amazon has set that as a fast track production. So I think we're going to maybe get a, I don't think it's going to be as long um, from based off of what that's describing. But uh Hopefully not too long till we see it. Kevin, you wanted to talk about that beautiful man that had a mustache but then didn't have a mustache uh, and the possibility that he could be showing up in a movie with numbers. Kevin, what uh, what is this all about?
1: Well, uh, I was very excited last week when uh, com claimed that the next actor to play the legendary secret agent man had been cast... Uh, and uh it was none other than Tom Hardy so that Ooh. got my that got my fanboy crushing going pretty hard there right we uh, talked about it in
0: tenant in our tenant review how much we would have wanted him
1: in uh in there yeah for sure so that was very exciting but uh the announcement uh while it, while the announcement was met with universal uh, uh approval from what i could see uh it has not yet been confirmed Uh, And then things got a little bit more interesting this week as Screen Rant reported that despite the rumors of Tom Hardy swirling around the interwebs, if you will, uh, Superman himself, Henry Cavill, apparently really wants the role. Um, So nothing is set in stone, obviously, but who do you think would make the better martini drinking badass?
2: Tom Hardy, 100%.
1: That, that that is my vote 1000% definitely. Yeah.
2: I think I think I think to to kind of I think he would give the right amount of um combat while also giving the right amount of gentleman. Whereas mm-hmm. I think I think Henry Cavill, is, Henry Cavill he, is safe. He's safe. He is safe. He has the clean look, don't get me yep. wrong, and he looks like Bond, but I think I don't know. And I and it's not a typecasting thing. It's just more or less I, him being Superman does change the perception of me seeing him as Bond. In in all honesty, I, yeah. I don't I don't know. Like like he, yes, Tom Hardy played Bane, um, you know, and he's he's Eddie Brock. But I, I don't know. Like Superman is pretty iconic. I think I think the
1: one thing that it, you know doesn't work so much for Tom Hardy is that if you followed the franchise itself, any time there's been a new Bond. He's been different than the one before. Tom Hardy seems like he'd be very similar in style to a Daniel Craig, which I'm not saying sure. is a bad thing. It's just di- not no. usually how the franchise s- sort of goes. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. see
0: honestly, I honestly just see him being so much more fun, though. I think from a from a standpoint of fun and okay. if that's so, the difference so we that don't we're get at,
1: we don't get super moody Tom Hardy. We get, no. not, and not quite. Inception levels of goofy, but sort of in between, like somewhere like I'd say Inception. That, sure, you know, sure. you got to dream bigger, darling. Oh, sure, let's yeah, do exactly. It. Uh, uh, yeah, like if that that's the case, that makes it yeah. even better. I like that right. a lot. Yeah. See, that's that my thing, cool. right?
2: That's what I thought. That's where that, you went. That that's, character. I didn't
1: go there. Like, but That's great. That's great. That's
2: that's where I would go, and and I think he has a level of confidence. You know, I think he, he's also he's going to up the confidence in his character if he if he goes that. But he still has that swagger and that sort of that comedic sort of thing. So it could be it would be really interesting yeah. to see. You him take as that, as,
1: but as then exactly. you, he also brings the believability that he could kick your yeah. butt. You know, so yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That's now <laughs> you. I was there. I wavered a bit. I'm right back on the Tom Hardy train. <laughs> I
2: also feel like though, like again, I, I don't. I, going back to what I referenced, Henry Cavill and, and uh, Enola Holmes. Um, His Sherlock, while it was very suppressed and like a little like more reserved, it kind of still just came off as British Henry Caval. And like, I I don't know, like I I imagine that if he was to do Bond, it would be more or less that, but maybe probably a little bit more swagger, like more of the uh, Roger Moore Style, yeah, he's uh, yeah, it just it just just almost too,
1: cl- yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd be the, the right choice for that. Cool, next time around. But uh, hopefully, we hopefully, we get a, conf- a confirmation at some point soon. Because, yeah,
0: well, I mean, hopefully, we get a confirmation before we see the giant blue people on the screen again. Speaking of, uh, let's talk about
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> one of the worst segues ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's dive into the world of Pandora as we talk about the fact that Avatar Two has wrapped filming, uh, and Avatar 3 is nearly complete. Uh, This is from Samuel Gelman at CBR. Following COVID-19 coronavirus delays, uh, director James Cameron confirmed that Avatar 2 has wrapped filming. Uh, He also confirmed that progress on Avatar 3 is moving along and the production on the movie is nearly complete. Quote, COVID hit us like it hit everybody. We lost about four and a half months of production, he told Arnold Schwarzenegger, ahead of the Austrian World Summit Environmental Conference. Oh, I didn't know he was talking to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay, uh, back to, back to the quote. Um, as a
1: result... <laughs> is, Arnie sorry, a big, just, is Arnie a big <laughs> Avatar fan? I guess he's... I love a, it, James. He was, I love he it. Was painted in, he was painted
0: in blue and he had his tail <laughs> and he wanted to connect with... with <laughs> anyways, um, as a result of that, we've rolled... Uh, we've rolled around one more year. Sorry, we've rolled around one more full year for a release in December of 2022. That's being announced already. Now that doesn't mean I have an extra year to finish the film because of the day we deliver Avatar. Because the day we deliver Avatar two, we'll just start working on finishing Avatar. 3 the film arrives in theaters december 16th 2022 followed by avatar 3 on december 20th 2024 followed by avatar 4 on december 18th 2026 and avatar 5 which i think is going to be the best one on december 20 2020, <laughs> 22nd 2028 guys can you believe it they finished they finished filming avatar 2 um, but guys, and given that they the still p- have two, they still have two years. Oh my gosh! Production, Post- guys, it's given the, given that this huge delay is, has occurred and this movie is now <laughs> a sequel to a movie that's over a decade old, <laughs> guys, I want to know what do you think that James Cameron and the Avatar team have to do? To get audience ex- is ex- uh, excited about installments two to
1: five. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about forty three year old me when the fifth one comes out, but uh, but uh, I, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna take your kids to it. I yeah. mean, the, the movie wasn't uh, anything you know to remember really, but in terms of what he did visually, I'm excited That's all to I remember. You yeah, you know, like he's literally gonna spend longer than entire productions take. Uh, you know, just to do post production on this thing, it's gonna be yeah. bonkers, man. So I hope know. so. Like, but what they they need number two to be good, or the other three are in peril. I would say that for sure. For sure. Yeah,
2: no, there there has to be a real hook to number two to really get you synced in to want to see three, four, and five. Is it the first four D
0: movie? Is it gonna be the first four D experience where they're gonna have like they're gonna have people come into the theater and brush your face with leaves? <laughs> no, <they're, laughs> And have water spray at you and, and literally no, turn actually, it into the ride.
2: They're actually dressing up and doing it in front of you. Like
0: <laughs> it's just actually a stage gonna... play. <laughs> yeah. It's just a stage play. Yeah. With crazy oh CGI. <laughs> it's real right. people moving
2: through CGI.
0: It's just, um, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I, it it can't fail. To me, it can't. It has to – there has to be something about it. It's just gotten so beyond even being fathomable that the fact that he said they finished filming to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's a huge Avatar fan, uh, is just blowing my mind. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait for the Na'vi. Yes. Oh. Uh, the, uh, Avatar. I want to be in the Avatar. Um, <laughs> anything else we want to say about Avatar 2 before we move on to that? I yeah, think... I'm not
2: looking forward to it. I'm Great. I'm not looking forward to it. It's Jeez, all, I, I'm just, really, whatever.
1: even with the Arnold endorsement, eh? <laughs> that, that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm down. He's got me pumped for it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, I don't know if Arnold endorsed this movie or not, but, uh, Kevin, you you had uh, some talking points around um, a ne- the net. You know, we talked about Mulan in our last episode. Check out our review for Mulan, the live-action Disney movie, which we thought was uh, – well, I won't spoil it. Go check it out. Um, but – Kevin, what's this next live action news that we've got about the Disney live action universe?
1: Well, it's certainly going to give you happy thoughts. Um, you know, join me over here. I'm, I'm apparently on the casting couch today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm bringing all the casting news. Um, but uh, casting for the upcoming live action Disney movie Peter Pan and Wendy. I think it's actually just being called Peter Pan now. Okay. I think um, uh, that's been announced for both of the titular characters. So according to Deadline, Groanish star Yara Shahidi will star as Peter's fairy friend and will join Alexander Maloney, who is an absolute unknown that doesn't even have a picture on IMDb, Uh, and they will be playing Wendy and Peter Pan. Uh, The cast is also flushed out by Ever Anderson, another Mm. unknown who will be playing Wendy, and then get some star power in the form of Jude Law as Captain Hook. Oh, he's gonna I mean, be so high. I already know he cannot be as good as Hugh Jackman was. Yeah. I mean, if he's not singing Teenage Spirit or something, I'm gonna be very <laughs> upset. Yeah, um, that'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, so the film was rumored to debut on Disney Plus, uh, but it seems that the House of Mouse has opted for a theatrical release. Uh no mm. no 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 timeline on the date for that yet, but uh so yeah, what do we think of uh going with a cast of of, I mean, I guess that's kind of been a theme with these live action remakes, eh? Is they're sort of trying to create a new generation of stars, yeah, so. yeah. Yep. And perception,
2: yep. right? Like it's it's also just like it's 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 how we perceive these characters, right? So, uh, changing that, right? So, I think that that's 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 good that they've they're kind of moving things around because who you said that the Peter Pan character casting, there's no photo of him.
1: He doesn't even have a picture on IMDb when I looked up, because uh, right. I was like, I've never heard of this guy, uh, and I'm not. I haven't watched Groanish. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that what is that like a spinoff from Blackish? I believe. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, so once again, Disney is um, sort of going against the tradition of their older movies and casting uh, a person of color here in the um, in the the lead role, which is uh, I always think it's a. Right. A Fun move and uh, you know, um, it certainly a, you know changes expectations. So, you mm-hmm. know, some people will complain that it's not enough like the original, but those people I think, can leap off a cliff. So,
0: yeah, and I think, I think with the original, you know, if we are going to talk about that original Peter Pan, Disney's gonna have to do a lot to adapt some of the more controversial moments. I
1: think, yeah, I'm not uh, sure we're gonna uh, over get the, the Red Men song, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, we'll never so... find out why the Red Men is red, <laughs> no, you <but> know, I... <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: You know, no, I, I, I 100% agree like, that all that stuff will will, will be out of the film. I, I actually think that this one probably won't have music. I don't think really? it'll be a musical. Yeah, I think okay. it's going to be more in vain of a Mulan. And I think that that's what Mulan does really well, at yeah, least. Because it shows the idea that they don't need to hang on music as as being the 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 main thing for all stories for all stories yeah and
1: and especially with peter pan it's not known for its songs as much as i don't know if i can think of a song you know other than other than the one that the chief sings there and hey we to
3: neverland
1: yeah yeah think of a wonderful song yeah
2: and it's and it is and it is very like uh you know, it's it's very movie picture, you know what I mean? Back right, it's of day, its time. Right? It, it's of its time, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, oh, know, a soundtrack certainly. written and sort of sort of played. And yeah, so, uh,
1: but I mean, uh, in, in terms of the original, I mean, uh, you know, controversial aspects of it aside, it was always one of my favorites as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly a top, you know, five ride at uh, at least Magic Kingdom, if not all of Disney World for me. I just love uh, Peter Pan. So you know i'll be happy to see disney take a crack at it after a couple really bad uh iterations of the peter pan story that we've gotten over the last couple decades because there have been some absolute stinkers including that Hugh jackman debacle right
0: yeah the best yeah, one th- is hook i think yeah totally i mean i i think it is going to be super cool to see uh yara shahidi as as tinkerbell i think that's again just we we've talked about it in the past in terms of um, just getting getting more representation of, of just different perceptions and different people uh, in these roles um, and and I think you know we're gonna see that with the little mermaid as well um, which I think is super awesome um, and and the fact that it's being directed by uh, David Lowry who he did uh, at the last remake that he did was Pete's dragon which I actually think was Actually, I've totally kind of I Fantastic forgot about it, but I think it was so honestly good. really good. Yeah. Was it really? So yeah. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. It was good. So yeah. good. Oh. Yeah. So
2: it's it's kind of like it's it reminded yeah. me of Iron Giant, but yes. with you know the Pete's Dragon mentality wow, okay. to it. Sure, yeah. Um, I
1: mean, really now, great, man. Now, um, Lowry also did the upcoming Green Knight, which does not look like a family friendly oh, picture. I'm stoked so for the Green Knight. Yes. <laughs> This guy's definitely wow. all over the map with He's his. He's got some range, but he <laughs> has he has he
2: has aesthetic though. Like he has aesthetic. Like with Peach Dragon, I really liked how he made it feel real with the cinematography and where he put the camera and like that green that that green night trailer, like that 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 not, one
1: was theesthetics. That was wild. Yeah. That one, yeah. yeah. We I, watched that in trailer like like time sold, like last let's year. Go. Right? Imagine yeah. if we
0: get imagine if we get that though. That that level of sort of uh realism i would say but obviously disneyfied and safe for kids right. but imagine well, yeah, if we but, could get some of like especially with like the mermaids and, and some of the things that they can they can really sort for of sure. make creepy i think would be yeah. really cool yeah well I,
2: again i think hook was probably like even though hooks like a sequel to peter pan but yeah. it 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 feels very real and they have like you know. They're, well, real-ish,
1: sort of, real-ish. But
2: I, I just mean like, a, like in this. Yeah, you're right. Like, I, I think it just takes it. It tries to s- steer a little bit more closely to it being something real. But like, yes, I think it would be interesting to see how this director, with his his uh, his previous work, how he'll be able to take that and make make it with Peter.
1: Will Pan we and get, Pan get and Rufio in the Lost Boys? I hope so <laughs> Rufio. <laughs> Rufio, Rufio. Rufio, Rufio. um but uh just really quickly, the article also does go on to say that in addition to um the update of Peter Pan Disney's also uh working on Atlantis, the Lost Empire, which is wow. a drastically underrated movie um, absolutely that's uh, sick. Hercules and Pinocchio as well so uh do any of those stand out as as ones you're excited about?
2: I hope with Hercules they keep the music. Yeah. I hope if they do, if they do Hercules, they try to keep the musical aspect. Cause I feel like that's even like,
1: just in the form of the gospels, right? Like that would yeah. be, they could make that very fun. Yeah. And I, and think, I think
2: that that would be the, mm-hmm. like, cause there's so many iterations of, of uh, Hercules. Yeah, like the, the one thing that would that makes Disney's iteration so different is is the music and, and as the the sort of fun nature of it, right? Yeah, so the
1: colorful I, aesthetics and the the very signature Greek look to it that they have. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's going to be so cool though to see, you know, Joe and Anthony Rousseau, um, Apparently, they're producing uh, Hercules, right? So if they can sort of bring.
1: Some of their, you know, their talents to that movie. Oh, yeah. man. But, like I, you know, yeah, what? that one even more than Peter Pan. That's the one I'm right. most. That's the one I've wanted them to do since they started the whole live action. trend. Yeah. We did yeah, a total yeah. recast on it already. So yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Check yeah, out yeah, that episode. Yeah. Way back. That's like
2: our first episode. That's way yeah. back. Um, but, no, yeah, I think. I think. You know what? like knowing that the Russos, it's it can go either way, right? Like now that they've done this mulan thing and and they've they've you know used the music as like the underlining score, right? rather than it being a musical like you they can obviously still do a very different Hercules story with the music as as a score rather than it being a musical. So yeah. who knows how, but it would be interesting to see Joe and Anthony Rousseau go do a musical kind of do a musical quality esque sort of uh, film. It would be interesting, right? so I guess it's 50-50, really.
0: There we go. Cool. Well, but where's guys. Pocahontas? Oh, Where's dude. Pocahontas? Let's get that <laughs> going too. Um, <laughs> but guys, that is it. Was there any other news that that we missed? Did you guys? I think that was it.
1: No, I think we covered think we it covered. all. That was. It's we been. We a, it's it certainly been a busy couple weeks, though. It's it was. It's been fun. It's been so long <laughs> since we sort of got trailers and news coming news, out, and yeah. so, I mean, again, we talked about it at the top that, you know, who knows if these are going to be slowed down and pushed back a yeah. little and, and whatnot with everything going on. But even just a taste, and, you know, we now have some, you know, we don't have movies to look forward to as we approach the holiday season, but we've got some shows to get excited about. So absolutely. Yeah.
2: Cool. I'm wondering what they're going to do for Oscar season, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. some movies that are hitting TIFF right now, and like, and, and I think they're, they're, it's primarily being streamed. I'm not really sure how that's all working. I haven't really looked into yeah, it. Yeah, if you thought the last movies.
0: if you thought the last Oscars was very different, oh boy. Get yeah, ready for Zoom calls. Get ready for the Zoom, Zoom and the Oscar goes to yeah. and then it's frozen. Boom boom <laughs> boom, yeah. boom
1: boom. boom <laughs> um. I got to say you just mentioned something though. I think if you were to do something where you sold passes to a, a virtual TIFF where you could I, mean, I think
2: that's what they did. You you know, know that's, they did, they did.
1: that sounds really cool you know and you could yeah, buy think... a one three or five movie package and sort of maybe even choose which of the ones you wanted to see that'd be wicked.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's what they did this year, and 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 if they did, then that's you know smart on them. So, uh, but I but the the reason why I'm saying that is just because there have been rumblings of films that have been coming out of TIFF, and I'm like, where the are the people going to see this? Is you know, is How this why we're it? at 700 new cases? It's like, oh, what true. is happening, no. right? So, um, but yeah, it, I, I it'll be interesting to see to if happen. maybe towards the end of the year, if there is like, you know, these like. 10 movies of 2020 that you must see if we actually like watch it. Maybe not 10. That's going to be another three hour podcast. Poor listeners. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: well, hopefully you can look forward to that three hour podcast. Um, but also uh, look forward to uh, a watch club coming up. If you want to get prepared for watch club Mandalorian season two, please throughout the month of October, watch season one of Mando trust me it's a blast you can follow along with our previous watch club if you want to just skip to the end of the episode and and enjoy that we're going to see how we format it in the in the episodes to come we'll, we'll figure that out uh but guys that is it if uh if you have any news stories that you wanted to uh send us or if we miss something in the news please um do so and uh justin where can they where can they do that again
2: Oh, uh, they can reach us at (laughs) wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. I love how he was still
1: surprised somehow. (laughs) One of these days we're going to nail it, guys. One of these days days. we're going to nail the email Um, plug. We hope you enjoyed this
0: week's episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We are geekcentric, and you can be too. Which means you can also check us out on uh, YouTube at YouTube.com slash Geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT. Follow us on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Guys, are there any? is there anything that we have? We keep saying we're going to pop something out. Do we have anything that's just... <laughs> uh, it's We're about to hit the upload button. Any of that stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm, I have like 50 pot. They just keep piling in. I'm like, I have no idea. You're, like, you're I, buried under them. You're yeah. buried under them.
0: Come on, uh, dig out of them.
1: Uh, and like, and I thought we were getting closer to a chance to get back in the studios, and that's not looking yeah. good. No, it's yeah. tricky.
2: Yeah, no, it's it seems like everything is picking up again. So it's uh, I, I honestly, to, to be very transparent, been very busy with outside stuff. Yeah, uh, to with, actual focus work, yeah. with actual work. with actual work. Yeah. The the but the channel like for a lot of people to know the channel isn't something that we profit from monetarily. Right. So it it doesn't need to be a priority right now, but. We're coming back. We'll be back once we can really figure out what it is that works best for this new COVID time. Right. Um, but, you know, we still got stuff going on. We got the podcast going. It gives us great opportunity to connect. Yeah. You know, we haven't been in studio since like, what, February? think Mm -hmm. like that was the last time or no March was it was literally two days before lockdown began that we were in the studio so um, yeah it's been it's been a while since we've even seen each other because we do these all through just FaceTime right so Mm -hmm. um, you know different world different time priorities but yeah, the channel we're going to come back to it. It's going to be a thing. It's definitely.
0: You
1: know, it's just. I mean, what there's yeah. what seventy videos or something like that. There's plenty to check out. Go watch. <laughs> go some yeah, to our back exactly. yeah. You know. yeah,
2: let us know,
0: right? Like if you know, know it, it. leave a comment, please. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you if you want to uh, interact with us in a little bit of a different way, um, I am of course doing Nate plays games Twitch TV. There you slash go. Nate plays games, uh, and we're you know it's actually doing we're doing some really fun stuff. I recently just played. Um, Among Us, which is kind of like a a team, a 10-person-based game uh, where there's imposters and you have to, like, lie to get out of it. And I was telling Kevin about this. Like, I want to do, like, a a Hudson family game night uh, with it and just have everyone screaming at each other. It's going to be great. Um, But uh, it was really fun. We did that on the stream. I think I I hit, like, a 20-viewer concurrent, which was really awesome with that. Um, I've gotten a bunch of subscribers. We're over 100 followers now, which is amazing. Um, and uh, and it's, yeah, we're having a lot of fun And, and I'm connecting with other streamers and, and they're streaming at the same time I am So just come on down um, Definitely Tuesdays Thursdays, I'm working out to see if I can still do Thursdays But I have been starting to do Super Mario Sunday streams 8pm uh, If you want to come and hang out with me as I play through Super Mario 64 For the first time ever uh, It is a a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of. I was gonna say. I was trying to come up with like a Mario. Th- it's a lot of mushroom fun. I don't know. Uh, but guys, Justin, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for this. Oops, all news filled episode. And as we say, love ya, uh,
1: guys. Honestly, please, 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 if you can, stay home safe. And if not, social distance and wear a mask. Let's beat this thing, please. Before I'm 43, and I have to watch the fifth Avatar on my TV at home. Peace.